0: It's noon here in Ventnor, New Jersey, and in parts of West Virginia. Well, probably all of West Virginia come to think of it. And this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Thursday, March 9th. And, well, once again, I have a special guest host, Miss Kimberly Klein. Hey! Well, well, Zach, as, as Kimberly just, well... She didn't want me to say this out loud, but he looks like hell. The sty in his left eye is terrible. Looks like he got in a fight. Um, yeah, we didn't want to poor scare Zach. our viewers today. Yeah.
1: Oh, poor Zach. I feel so bad, but thank you for having me. I hope I—I I know everybody, you know, likes to see Zach. Um, but thank you for having me. I, I appreciate being here. So hopefully, we can deliver.
0: Yes. Yes. And, some and- news. And 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 well, here here's some news. Zach's left eye looks so terrible that in any new deck of playing cards, they're going to oh substitute God. the one-eyed Jack with a one-eyed Zach. It's that <laughs> it's, it's that terrible. Um, I'm but, sorry,
1: Zach. I'm so sorry.
0: But I but I I still love him, whether whether he can see out of that left eye or not. Oh the
1: poor guy, the poor guy. I wonder if he's rolling his eyes right now.
0: Uh, well, he's rolling he's rolling one. I don't know about the other. Uh, <laughs> boom boom. Yes. I I I thought today. Yeah. We we could start the show. I my dear friend Chip, who yes. everybody knows is a uh, a used car buyer for a a large dealer group in in our area um, Uh woke me up this morning because the, the the group that he works for they are just totally befuddled totally confused these are experienced car people and they have no idea what the hell to make of this used car market that we find ourselves in today uh, that's interesting. Shocking.
1: That's like real life news coming from your experienced friend Chip who is in the meetings. He yes. he's got his finger on the pulse, and the pulse says befuddlement.
0: They are just totally confused. They don't know what to expect. They don't know. They they look at the, the at the price that cars, if you're not trading a car. Mm-hmm. And if you have to go somewhere to buy the car, whether it be Avis or Hertz or the auctions, he says the price that you have to pay is so astronomical. He said it is worse today than what we had seen in 2021 when um, wholesale used car values went up, what was it, close to 50%. Retail values went up 35%. He said it feels worse today. Than it did back then. He said, because there's just not enough used cars. And dealers at those auctions are paying retail and above to get them.
1: Oh my gosh. So, what? So, what? what's the resolution (laughs) what did they discuss i wish i was a fly on the wall you know and i could hear all of this
0: it's their their thinking is i'll relate this to when i had a golf store you know one time i took a break from the car business and i opened up a golf pro shop yes and At that time, Spalding was a huge golf equipment manufacturer and the biggest part of their business was golf balls. And my rep came in and told me, he said, you can buy the Spalding 15 ball pack for $15.99. And we have found that it sells best at $14.99. And and I said, well, you, I have to lose a dollar on every fifteen ball pack. He said, it's a loss leader. Ah. It brings people in. You can sell them gloves and and golf clubs and putters and and clothing. But you well, you're going to make balls, the money,
1: right? Yeah. So you make the money on those things.
0: So so, Chip was telling me they're starting to think of the new of the used cars that they're buying now as the loss leaders for the oh. dealership to get people into the dealership with the hope of making some money in F&I.
1: Oh. Okay, no pressure F&I people. <laughs> no pressure there, okay? So it's yeah. so-, so like a loss leader on these used cars that they overpaid for.
0: Yes, because they they don't see in today's world with lending being what it is and interest rates being what they are how they can charge more or a a sizable amount more than what they're actually paying for them because they won't be able to get a bank to approve the loan unless the people have well a lot of money down Mm -hmm. and you know people looking at used cars typically don't have a lot of money down yeah so you know he said if we make five hundred dollars on the front end or $1,000, or if we don't make any money at all, just to get the people in the dealership and give F&I the opportunity. And you and I know that forever, it was the new car department that didn't make money, that in many dealerships, the new car department wasn't profitable. It was the used car department that was the the cash cow.
1: Yeah, and and by golly, Ray, you know that if we lost money on a used car, we had an angry, angry manager, general sales manager, gentleman. That's not a good thing. You don't lose money on used vehicles. But here we are today.
0: Yes, and and so they're thinking that they're just going to use the used cars as a loss leader to get people in. They're going to make big money on their new cars because they're still in short supply for the most part um and and the tables have totally turned where new cars are going to be the cash cow used cars are going to be the lost leader um and f and i managers are going to be put between a rock and a hard place to figure out a how to get the deal bought and b how to sell something to the customer
1: Right. So, okay, Ray, so let's look at that for a second. Let's tear that apart. Um, the lending's tightening, which means shorter terms, and yes. you as the customer have to have more money, more cash to put down to have the equity to drive off of the lot. Yes. Um, but, but what that does to the consumer is, A, the interest rates, well, I'm sure you've heard.
0: Yes, they're going sure,
1: up. Yeah, we've all heard. They're going to go up again. So... <laughs> yeah um how do you choose between your mortgage payment putting food on the table and now you've got instead of a uh, you gotta stretch the term out to keep your payment so that you can put food on the table but the banks are going to be tightening and now the used cars are ridiculously this looks like a ball of wax
0: Uh, or a house of cards one of the two
1: (laughs) (laughs) a ball of i think that's better yeah, this looks like a house of
0: cards. Yeah, because it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to have a good foundation. Um, if dealers are paying retail for pre-owned cars, yes, and customers are paying more than retail for new cars, that that doesn't seem like a very strong foundation on which to build that house. Um, and and at a certain point, it could all come tumbling down. Um, As a matter of fact, I'm going to share my screen for a second. Okay. See if I remember how to do this Um, entire screen, click on that, click on that, hit this. Um, Here's, here's something uh, from our dear friends at IC cars. So this, this ties this all together. 10 new cars priced the highest over MSRP, even as peak pricing eases. So, even though we're seeing MSRPs come down slightly okay and by slightly it you know it, it, it's not a great deal but it, it's coming down this will give you an idea back in february of 2022 mm-hmm. the average MSRP for a new car was $38,707 but there was a 9.9% markup over msrp so the average selling price was 42,551. okay okay now that peaked in july when when the average markup was 10.2 percent jeez I, it's crazy it but, is but even last month even with a slight decline and we've seen from from july through february That new car prices over MSRP have declined. The industry average is 8.8% over MSRP. The MSRP has gone up in a year. The average MSRP went from 38,707 to 41,637, almost a $3,000 increase in the average MSRP. Mm -hmm. And the markup, the additional Mm -hmm. dealer markup, was 8.8% the average selling price was
1: 45296 that yeah yeah
0: you, you would think a that wouldn't be sustainable <clears throat> but b That, that just shows how much money they're able to make in the new car department where they're unable to make money in the used car department. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I see it in the chat. Um, stop buying cars. People need to stop buying cars. We can't seem to stop buying. Um, but, wow. When when you see it like that, it's a little breathtaking.
0: Yes. And here's... here's- now, we know the industry average for okay. the amount that people are, are paying over MSRP is 8.8%.
1: <clears throat> okay. And here, that was in February.
0: In February. Here are the 10 vehicles with the highest uh, additional dealer markup. The Lexus RX350H normally sells for about 20% above MSRP. The Cadillac CT5, and I don't know why a Cadillac (laughs) would ever sell above MSRP, usually sells about 20% above MSRP. Mm -hmm. The Porsche Macan, 20.6%. The Genesis GV80, 21%. Another Cadillac, the CT4V, 21.1% above MSRP.
1: That surprises me, honestly, the Cadillac. It does.
0: The Jeep Wrangler Unlimited, almost 22 percent above MSRP, is the additional dealer markup. The Porsche Taycan, 22.7 percent. Mercedes-Benz GLB, 22.9 percent. Jeep Wrangler, Jeep, which is which is supposed to be the real uh popular niche portion of the Jeep brand. Almost twenty-four uh-huh. percent over MSRP is what those sell for and mm. the Genesis G V70, 27 and a half percent. Um that is just I don't know to me that that's just mind boggling.
1: It is mind boggling. And I I do know that our advocates, our experts, like Space and Phil, uh-huh. and Ashley, um, that they are getting de- there are deals. And Ray, I've heard you say it a million times: there are deals out there.
0: Yes, you so have you to see- work at it. But you got to work deals. at it. Yes,
1: you see those numbers and you think, "Oh man, I can't get." But there are deals out there, and and I know that our advocate that our um, Our car coaches, I know our car coaches have seen it and have helped people get well below that. But that's the average.
0: Here's, here's, here, oh, that was the wrong one. Here's what I wanted to, Justice, I have never worked a deal on a Jeep that was not below MSRP.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: Yes. Um, and, And so now I don't know how to take that off the screen, but that... You no, know, there we go. Hide. Uh, <laughs> you got, it. You got I, it. I, you know, I much prefer when Zach runs the show.
1: Uh, <laughs> I know, me too.
0: Um, but the point is, is that it's not preventing the dealers from asking more. Right. Yes. Okay? And and so if if they're if they're asking more, they're hoping that if a customer negotiates that they're negotiating somewhere between MSRP and the amount above MSRP that the dealer is asking for. So they would still be very happy to sell it at MSRP.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of course. And we all know that what the dealer thinks and what the consumer thinks are a little off base to say the least. It's definitely not even on the same planet.
0: Now, if, if, I'm. I'm guessing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna share the screen again. Um, you know, perhaps I should probably read the entire article, and I think I might have. Um, these. These are the ten cars that are priced closest to MSRP. We know. Oh, okay. The national average is eight point eight percent over. So oh, these gosh. these are the ten that have the least amount of additional dealer markup. The Mazda CX nine at 2.3%, and I know right now with the CX90 coming out that there are deals to be had on the CX9. So I don't really think anybody should be paying anywhere near MSRP on one of those. Buick Envision, 2.1% above. The Chevy Traverse, 2%. The Ford F-150 Hybrid, they say sells at 1.6% above. I'm finding that hard to believe. I would think that number would be higher. Uh, mm-hmm. The Chevy Malibu at 1.1%. The Sierra 1500 at almost a percent. The Infinity QX80 is selling at MSRP. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that hard to believe. I think it would be more, it would be less than that. Mm-hmm. The Cadillac Lyric is a little below MSRP. The Volkswagen Ardeon is uh, almost a half a point below MSRP. Um and the Silverado 1500 is almost two percent below MSRP, mm-hmm. um, and and I think what's missing from there are are the Ram trucks because we know, um, you know, our with our coaches, we know that you're not paying anywhere near MSRP right. on a, on a Ram truck right now. Um, you know that it's not uncommon to get somewhere between seven and ten percent off. Right. MSR. So I would take some of this information from IC cars with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. um, some of it seems a little out of whack. Yes. Um, but but the point is the dealers are still selling their new cars. The new cars are still at the present time being the cash cow of the dealership.
1: The germ. We are loaded with Ram trucks. They aren't moving. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure they would they would discount them in order to move them because there's only one way dealerships know how to move things that don't sell, and that's by keep lowering the price. I, I used to work for a vice president at the Penske organization, and his theory was that if the customer hasn't said yes yet, Ray, you haven't lowered the price enough yet. So you just keep lowering the price (laughs) on new cars. You just keep lowering the price until they say yes. Uh And that's because we didn't look as a new car department. We didn't expect that to necessarily be profitable or only marginally profitable. We expected at that time to make our money off of used cars.
1: Yes. And let me ask you something, Ray. Um, Are pay plans different for new cars for the salespeople versus used cars
0: um they can be and and you know i once worked when i i once worked for one of the 27 standalone pontiac dealerships in the country when pontiac still existed and in order to encourage people to sell used cars Mm -hmm. to maximize the pay plan you had to have as a salesperson you had to have sold a minimum of three used cars in the month to get a bump in your percentage for all of the vehicles sold so the percentage might have been 20 percent if you sold three used cars it might might have gone up to 25 or 30 percent if you sold like five or more used cars in the mix it went up to like 35 percent so it was always to encourage our salespeople to sell the used cars because that's where the money was. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so what happens now? You think that'll change? I mean, <laughs>
0: that, uh, you, you, well, today it very yeah, well could be. Right. You know, we need you to sell a minimum of five new cars in order to start maximizing your pay plan. Um, you know, but but let's face it. As as my friend Chip said to me this morning, he said. You know, we're paying way too much for the cars, for the used cars, and we have to sell them right away. And if you don't sell them in 30 to 45 days, he's yeah. just, you're going to get clobbered on them. You're going to get absolutely clobbered on them. I can't and, even and, imagine. And, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily so if we try to extrapolate what's going on in the business. If wholesale values, which went up 4.3% in February, the highest amount, um, year over year or month over month, uh, mm-hmm. that, that for that time of year that that uh, Mannheim had recorded, what's to say 45 days from now that they won't be up another four and a half percent? Oh, Ray, I, I, I mean, mean, I would
1: hope not. I would hope not, too. I,
0: I don't even know, but how crazy would that be? Well. That'll tie in. That'll tie into the next thing I want to share. Okay, okay, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Let's share this screen. Share. I'm. I'm really starting to get the. You get. Here. You
1: are. You really are, Ray. Have more um, faith in yourself. For you, got yes.
0: It. This. This is a column from Larry uh, Vellaquet from Automotive News. Negative mm-hmm. equity is the post-pandemic hangover that's going to hurt for a while Mm -hmm. rapidly rising prices and interest rates have put a growing number of consumers i would say in a negative equity position meaning there's little economic sense in them coming back to the dealership for another new car soon well that's probably one of the greatest understatements in the history of mankind yes the greatest
1: understatement Because
0: when you and I were still active in the business, we were, we were dealing with negative equity then, but I can't imagine how much negative equity we're, we're talking about today. If people paid 35% more than a car was worth to get a car two years ago, Mm -hmm. um, and the banks were willing enough to extend terms to 84 and 96 months, mm-hmm. which just piles on more interest. And and I guess we saw and and we did a video about that one lady that I forget what it was that she had. Um, but she was like what thirty-five thousand dollars upside down in in her vehicle.
1: Yeah, in yeah, in a
0: short period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't, I I think negative equity could be maybe two or three years from now, the thing that actually slows down um, the rise in prices because we can't continue um, down that path where people just, you want to trade people out of cars. That's what keeps the car business going. Yeah. And, well yep. as as a finance manager, how do you deal with that?
1: That is going to be very, very interesting in the future. And Ray, I know it doesn't mean a whole lot today, but I do remember us doing a video and discussing this very thing <laughs> a couple of years ago, like as prices were just going up, never did I imagine that we would end up here. I don't know what that's gonna look at look like in the future because banks are not loosening, are they? They're no. not loosening up and saying, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. We'll we'll buy X amount of dollars of negative equity and we'll give you 84. No, they're tightening up all the while realizing that they have to they have to offer 84 months so people can afford it's the perfect storm ray. It's the perfect storm. And with the pricing of used vehicles, remember if you want to get an extended warranty, for example, on a used vehicle, the price is higher. Yes. Because it's based on the age and the mileage of the vehicle. So now as a finance manager, I'm trying to add a couple of points to the interest rate, which is where? It's in the stratosphere right yes. now. I'm trying to mark up my extended warranty by $1,500 minimum on a used vehicle and I'm trying to get all of this bought by the bank
0: how do you do it I, I mean and 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 you know who it's going to be even worse for people who don't have top-tier credit
1: oh yeah especially that gray area right yes. that, that's that's 620 you know that that' 600 620 where we're, um,
0: we're- Where banks in the past would say, okay, we'll finance 80% of the value of the car, including taxes and tags, or 90%, including taxes and tags. And today, you would need them to finance 120 or 130%. So it means the customers are going to have to come up with more cash.
1: Yes, that's exactly what it means. People are going to have to come up with more money, more cash to put down on their vehicle loans. Um, that
0: they that they don't have.
1: That yeah. <laughs> that's that's the thing. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, cuz you mentioned it before. Yeah, uh, you got a mortgage or rent. Yeah. You you got food you on got, the table. Yeah. So where 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 are people coming up with more cash so that they can be within the guidelines that the bank would approve the loan. I I just but but Ray, the the
1: dealerships now are looking to the finance department. Now, don't get me wrong; they're always looking to the finance sure. department to make as much as they can. Yes. But with everything that you and I just described, that that's a recipe. That's a storm. That's a storm brewing. Did,
0: I, and I read a statistic today that that I found very troubling. That twenty percent of all loans that were written uh, in the last few months have been at 84 months. 84 months. Okay, that's what, seven years? Yes. That's crazy.
1: It is
0: crazy. So so 20% of all loans that are being written today are for 84 months, which means that those people will be... The proud possessors of negative equity, oh god! probably somewhere into the 65th, 66th months of payments, that they have to wait five and a half years to perhaps have even the slightest amount of equity so that if they were thinking of trading out of it, they have to wait that long. And that's how long they're going to keep people out of the market. I know. I
1: know. And think... You know, typically back in our day, it's every three years people are trading yes. a- and maybe they're getting zeros or 1.9 incentives, uh, a little negative equity, uh, low interest rate, you know, yes. three $3,000 worth of negative equity. But no, folks, we're talking, we're talking yes. a lot more. There's a, there's a little paragraph here, a sentence that I'd like to read that's in sure. that article, Ray. It says, in in January, severely delinquent auto loans hit their highest rate since 2006 based on Cox Automotive data. And today, this is what gets me, about two out of 13 people are making monthly car payments of
0: $1,000 or more. What? How? And I I know we've talked about this before. And we know the percentage of people that have $1000 plus car notes every month keeps going up. Yeah. And and but I don't believe that those are monthly car payments for the vast majority of Americans for the for the average consumers. Okay. I don't mm-hmm. think an average consumer. And an average consumer to me would be I don't know somebody making between Fifty and seventy-five thousand dollars a year. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't think they can afford to say, "Okay, we're going to put a thousand dollars a month to the car payment."
1: A thousand dollars for your car. I I just don't. I sound like you, Ray. I hear you saying it all the time. How do people how I'm still waiting to find the answer and to hear you get your information from your friend, Chip, who's, uh-huh. in the, who's in the thick of it. Yes. Um. Well, it's just, it's not good news.
0: Um. No. And, and, and I know that we had predicted and, and I still think, I mean, I'm of the mindset that a lot of what we're seeing, I think is a blip, but it's been going on long enough to, that maybe it's not, but, I would hope that it's still a blip and that if tax season car sales don't or are not as robust as what dealers had anticipated, that hopefully we will see a decline in, in values and in pricing um, come the end of April, the beginning of May, maybe no later than sometime in June. I'm hopeful, mm-hmm. um, but, but I, I, you know, honestly, I can't rely on the historical data that I've always relied on in the past because the times we live in don't match up to what the history, the historical data that I'm using was like. So it, it's, I, I, I pray that this is not the new normal. I'm fearful that it might be, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, I'm hopeful then it will end up just being a blip, but you know, we're, we're going to have to wait and see. And, and, you know, every time we say don't buy cars, you know, 30 days later, well, cars are even more expensive than they were. So, you know, are we really giving good advice? Should we tell people buy cars at this, you know, when they're at their high point, kind of like Carvana does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, if enough people take themselves out of the market, would it put enough, pressure on the dealerships and the dealership groups to lower their pricing so that they can lure people back in yeah. I don't know the answer anymore
1: me either but yeah. um, boy I hope it's not the new normal either a blip turns into a blop, which then turns into a blob
0: which then turns into normal
1: oh no yeah. no! <laughs> no I
0: want to go back I I guess we're going to have to see what the Fed does next. Believe it or not, Kimberly, we have killed another half hour. We
1: did it, didn't we?
0: We did. And and I believe it's you and I again tomorrow because uh, Zach will be back in New York again. And, Mm -hmm. you know, every time I hear that he's going to be back in New York and he goes, oh, yeah, New York was really nice. Damn it. You're not moving to New York. I don't (laughs) don't don't tell me that you moved to philadelphia it's halfway in between okay there you go and i'll, and I'll visit you in philadelphia you move to new york i'll never see you again oh. Uh,
1: oh. So,
0: so i don't want him falling in love with new york but he will be in new york again tomorrow uh they have some meetings with some of their their uh, team members up there mm-hmm. so it'll just be you and i again tomorrow and uh, we'll we will make it tomorrow. I think we'll make it back to finance stuff and, yeah. and nothing more. Yeah, yeah. And, we'll
1: figure we'll figure it out. But thank you for having me today, and thanks to everybody for being here today. Yes,
0: absolutely absolutely thank you for filling in and uh, Kimberly and I will be back here tomorrow at noon eastern nine specific as I like to say yep with with more news that you can use from Car Edge thank you everybody for being here and we look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow bye-bye